Hey folks, hey superstars, hey this is Wesley, billion dollar version here with another millionaire midnight rant. It's approximately 10-10. I know, I know, I listen, I know. I'm early here tonight and I did it for you because I know some of you are not out there partying, right? And not out there doing all type of ungodly things. <laughs> And I know some of you are up waiting for me for midnight. So I say, well, let me log on a few hours earlier here. I've been jet lagged for the last couple of days now. Last night I went to sleep at a very interesting time. So I apologize that I didn't get the opportunity to do the rant. But I promise you, okay, I'm going to make it up to you tonight. Okay. I'm going to make it up to you tonight here. Tonight we're going to talk about the two pains of life. Okay. Tonight, we're going to talk about the two pains of life. And if you're brand new to the rant here, you're brand new to my podcast. Well, listen, I'm just a young black brother from the South. You know, nothing too interesting about me. Um, I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas, on the south side of Houston, Texas. Grew up pretty average, pretty poor, no money, right? Um... Parents are pastors of a church. They're Christians, Pentecostals. So I grew up in a church all my life. Have one brother now. Currently have three children, and um, you know I'm living my dream. I'm living a phenomenal life, and I and I do these rants to make a contribution to the world. Okay, this is just my gift to the world, and I truly believe you know once a man a woman achieve certain milestones in life that you should share it i don't believe that you should hold it and consume it or hoard it from others i think you should share it because i truly believe that we live in a universe of abundance how many of you believe that comment below you know i believe wholeheartedly that we live in a universe of abundance that any man, any woman at any given time can have what they want. And I'm talking about riches, health, love, happiness, prosperity, money, finances, whatever you want. You can have it. And I'm here to interpret that to help you to not to motivate you, but to educate you on that process here. You know, I truly believe that you know, some of you want motivation. I get it. You know, we all want to feel good, especially when we hear people talk, orators and preachers and ministers and motivational speakers. But listen, motivation is not enough. Education will give you the opportunity to design the life that you want to have. Education will allow you to have the knowledge to be able to navigate the world with emotional intelligence, to be able to deal with problems and issues and pains and hurts and depressions and heartbreaks and, you know, lost investments. It gives you an opportunity to do that. Actually, today, I'll tell you a story before I get into the topic here. Uh, and I haven't forgot about your shout outs, but I was working out today <clears throat> On Sunday, on Saturdays, I work out the entire body. So it takes me about two and a half hours to do that. And now I've been doing cardio lately here. That's been exciting. I've been doing my 
Stairmaster now, you know, to cut a bit and get rid of all this visceral fat of my body here. But um, a young man, I was doing triceps, and a young man, um, I saw him in the gym a couple of weeks before, and he said, hey, do I remember you? You used to drive this blue car. And that was the time I was driving a blue Stingway Carvette. And he remembered me from, I think, the 24-hour fitness off of West Timer in the Beltway here in Houston, Texas. And so today he conjured up a conversation with me and he was asking me questions and and he wanted to know, you know, what's the best, you know, just a route. He just wanted me to guide him a little bit. You know, he's looking to be an agent for trainers and give them a platform to be able to market for them and do things operationally. And he said, well, Wesley, you know, what do you think? You think I should just spend money on Facebook ads? I sure I go about it organically. And I said, well, if you have the money, you know, go and spend money on ads. You know, it's a learning process. He said, or you can waste it. And I said, stop right there. Listen, whenever you invest in money, this is what I told him. I said, whenever you're investing money or whenever you're spending money towards an intention for you to achieve or do something great or do something good or to make a profit, it's no such thing as a waste of money. All the money that you're spending, especially when you're in the infancy start or in the infancy, uh, um, <clears throat> in the beginning stages of the business, everything is an investment. It's no such thing as a waste because the thing is, if you frame what you're doing as a waste of money, say if you're spending money on ads, you're not making money. And if you think of that as a waste, you're going to quit. You're going to give up. You're going to stop. Does that make sense? So I said, don't ever look at the money that you invest or spend in your business as a waste. It's an investment. You're educating yourself. Right? It's just like going to school, going to college and spending money on college and failing the class. So because you fail one class doesn't mean that you wasted your time and wasted your money. You retake the class, right? You just don't drop out of school because you fail one test. You study harder, you get tutored. Make sense? So I want to share that with you before I got started here. Um, there's, there's no such thing as a waste of money when you're investing your money in your self-development, in your education, as it relates to your entrepreneurship endeavors, your businesses, your opportunities. Everything is an investment. It's no waste of money. So go ahead and comment your names here below. Let me give you a shout out here before we get into the two pains of life. And like I said before, I'm Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin. I run several digital marketing companies, all types of stuff on the internet here. Ninety uh, percent of my business is online. The other ten percent is in real estate and in the stock market as well. I'm currently worth forty million dollars here, and that qualifies me to talk to you and educate you and mentor you. I'm your virtual mentor here. Hey, Autumn, how are you? Manga, Valetta, Carissa, all. how are you? And raise your energy, folks. You know, I feel like you guys are tired. High energy, high income, raise the vibration. Let's go. You know, listen, every day you have to expect that the next or the following day is going to be your day for the breakthrough. It's going to be your day that whatever you've been praying about, wondering about, worrying about, 
stressing over it's going to have a breakthrough. You have to you have to teach yourself and train yourself to be in the state of mind. So when I say high energy, I want you to say high income. Okay? High energy, high income. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Marinella, how are you? Michelle. Okay. Azib from Canada. Barbie, how are you? And make sure you have something to write with. Take notes here tonight, okay? Mr. Wesley Virgin is going to be speaking here tonight. And um, you might want to take notes. You know, I learned this years ago that maybe a decade and a half ago that whenever you're listening to a man or a woman that's making the amount of money that you want to make or living the life that you want to live, well, what's up, Sienna Strong, Jones? Uh, how are you, baby girl? Hey, Jessica, how are you? Princess Azza, how are you? Tonda. Uh, take notes, you know, take notes. I spent a lot of years not taking notes, and I spent a lot of years broke without any money. So take notes. Write this stuff down. Record it if you need to, okay? All right, so let's talk about the two pains of life. There are only two pains of life, okay? Hey, Princess Dana, how are you? What's up, Sunshine? How are you doing? Alona, how are you? Kevy, just want to make sure I give you guys some love here. Let you know I do see you here. Okay, I can smell you too. Mm, you smell good. Good job. All right, hey Luke, how are you, man? Keely, how are you? All right, so write this down. The two pains of life is the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Okay. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. You know, because both are painful, are they not? You know, to be disciplined in life, it's painful because you're lonely. You know, when you're trying to achieve a goal or you're trying to go through the maturation process of your business or what you're working on because you want to do something great. And you want to become something, right? And that requires discipline. And discipline can be very lonely because a disciplined person realizes that they can no longer do what they used to do. Does that make sense? Like if you can hear, if you listen real closely here, like I'm in my high rise here, but I have floor to ceiling windows. But you can hear them out there partying. You got millions of people right now on a Saturday night. They're having a good time out there. You can hear it. I hear the music. I know I can hear somebody right now screaming the word. Shot, 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 shot. Taking shots right now. Tequila, 1942. Right? Somebody ordering a margarita. Right? Somebody drinking a cerveza. Right now, somebody dancing on a big booty girl right now. She's shaking it. It's a girl night, five, ten girls together walking around, going from bar to bar, looking for men. Right now, you got your boys out there. They're out there on a the hunt, trying to find something. 
Right? That's happening right now. And the pain of discipline is refusing to do those things. Okay? It's refusing to do all the things that gave you pleasure. And it's tough. And then you realize you get lonely because you realize that it's a, it's a very small percentage of the world that are willing to be disciplined. Like I worked out today. It's a very small percentage of people who are willing to work out five, six days a week and two hours every single day. Small percentage. That takes discipline. Getting up and purposely putting your body and muscles through pain and anguish and stress. Walking on the treadmill, running on the treadmill, doing biceps, doing squats. You know, working your chest, working your legs, working your butt, right? The pain of discipline is tough. Telling people no. Wanting to take a trip, but you can't because you have to work. Wanting to hang out with friends, but you can't because you got to work. Working on yourself. Working on your business. So the pain of discipline is tough. It's, I mean, it's, it's painful. Working sedulously in your business and not seeing any results. How many of you are there right now? Raise your hands, please. I mean, imagine working your ass off in your business and not seeing the results. It gets, it gets discouraging, doesn't it? You begin to feel and doubt yourself, feel that, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Maybe I need to do something different. Maybe this is not for me. It's painful, is it not? It's a painful feeling. Or you have the pain of regret. I've told the story um, a few times when I was um, pretty broke, you know, an average, a regulatory like a lot of you are. I used to visit um, old folks' home. You know, I've always liked to make a contribution to the world, and I assimilated that from my father because... When I was in his household, every Saturday we would go and we would feed people and we would take care of people. We would always make a contribution and we would do this on Saturdays all the time, right? So that was instilled deeply in me and it's the reason why I feed people on Sundays now and just do my part. But I used to visit retirement homes, okay? I used to visit retirement homes and I would just go to talk to the elderly. And let me tell you something. You know, having conversations, I've had a lot of conversations with, and I'm talking about people in their 70s and 80s and 90s years old. It's very interesting conversations. You know, I do suggest you do it for yourself. If you want to get motivated a bit, go there, right? I, I promise you, you will have a, a different perception in, of living. Um, and... The one thing I would hear over and over again, honestly, when we would talk about dreams and we talk about things that they wish they would have done, 
they always said that they regret they they, they always uh <clears throat> stated that they regretted not doing certain things i remember this one man he was 85 years old and he regretted not starting a business just regretted. He said, man, it's something I always wanted to do. I don't know why I didn't do it. And I really wanted to do it. I just wish I would have just did it. You know, I know people regret staying in marriages. I mean, I heard it all. I mean, I, this one woman, she's like, I regret staying in marriages with this man. Uh, her husband passed away, but she said she regretted just staying in the toxic marriage. She was unhappy for so many years. And she regret because so many things she should have done and she was just so afraid and she wished she just would have got out of that situation. But I heard so many stories of how they just regret not just taking a leap of faith on opportunity, regret not leaving their job. This one young man, 67 years old, he said, man, I just regret not leaving my job. I hated my job. I mean, he told me this. He said, man, I hated my job to the core. It was just sucking the life out of me. How many of you feel that way right now with your job? He was at his job for 30 years. He's saying it's just sucking the life out of him. And he just wished he would just quit. He just wished. He said, I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know what a business was, but I wish I would have just took a leap of faith and just tried something different. I even got another job. Like he said, I never realized my potential. I never tried to do something. I was just so comfortable making 10 bucks an hour. And I made 10 bucks an hour for 30 years of my life. So the pain of regret is real. And a lot of you that is listening to me right now, what I want you to understand is you're getting older. You know, um, you're getting older. And you know, the years will become and tend to just pass and float by you. And many of you this year know a certain things that you should do and you're still not doing them. Many of you are making excuses of why you're not, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. Well, I got kids. I got this. I got this. Like, you're a professional excuse maker. And, and did you know that excuses itself becomes a habit? You know, you tend to just continue to make excuses and justify your behavior and why you can't do or until one day you're 50. And you look back at your life, you have no money in the bank account. You haven't made any progress financially in your life. You're still doing the same thing with the same people, same friends, same job, same everything. And you look back on your life and you begin to be depressed. You feel discouraged. And then you start to beat yourself up and say, why didn't I just do it? Why didn't I just take a chance when I was in my 30s? Why didn't I just take a chance when I was in my 20s? What I want you to understand is that you can take it now. Because the pain itself, you're going to feel it. Like you're either going to feel the pain of being a very disciplined person going through the struggle and the challenges of running a business, starting a company, or developing yourself as a human being, are you going to have the pain of regret? You know, you're going to regret all the parties that you went to. You're going to regret all the drinks that you were drinking, all the drugs you were taking, all the wasted moments with people that you had no interest in and just 
just seeking pleasure and just having pleasurable times, but but that are very immutable. Like times are pleasurable times that just were futile, just was useless. Like even a lot of you right now, you're in your thirties and forties, and right now you're doing things that, well, I'm getting pleasure, but it's useless. And what you don't realize, you're sucking the energy out of yourself. You're sucking the value out of who you are as a human being. Because as you start to get older, especially in your 30s, you know, when you get to your later 30s, man, you know, you would think you have achieved certain things that you could be proud of. You know what I realized, like, especially when I was in my 30s, you know, moving towards my 40s, is that I want to be very proud of what I've done in every area of life. And I'm not just talking about my money and my finances and my body. Even in my relationships, like I want to be proud of what I've achieved and I, I want to be proud of the disciplines that I've created for myself um, because I think of myself as a very significant person, a person that's not just living for me, I'm living as an example for millions of people and but it takes discipline to do that. Take discipline to do that. Man, to be able to, I I shared a quote today on my timeline, on my story. And I said, man, if, um, for, if a man can decide or if a man choose to redirect his passion, his lust, and his desires for a woman, and if you redirect the energy energy towards his body and the development of his mind and the faculties of his mind hundreds of millions he'll become selected within hundreds of millions of women which means this woman will select you which means that you can become the selector you don't have to wait back in hoping that a woman takes you They'll lust for you. They'll desire you. And so many men have it so twisted and so backwards. Because they want the pleasure first. You know, they want the pleasure because they can't stand the pain. But what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, the pain is here. I mean, it's going to be the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. You're either going to deal with the pain now of the struggle and the discomforts of developing yourself, saying no, working out, reading a book, meditating, working countless hours in a business that you have no idea if it's going to work, dealing with doubt, uncertainty, don't even know if this is exactly what you need to do, or you'll deal with the pain of regret later in life. Yeah, cool. You'll do all the partying and the drinking and having fun, traveling to Vegas, traveling to Miami, California, you know, Mexico, Jamaica, maybe on the cruises. You'll do all those regular average things, going to Austin, San Antonio, whatever. You'll do all those regular average things, right, just to make yourself feel good in the moment, have your drink, have your smoke of weed, whatever. Hang out, have your girls night out, your boys night out. Well, what I want you to understand is everybody in life 
are going to come to the point in their life that they're going to look back at their life. And you're going to think about all their decisions. Because you're going to look around. And you're going to see certain people that were just like you 20 years ago. And 20 years later, they're going to be different. I mean, these are the people that's going to be driving the, their dream cars. There's going to be the people that have the companies that are making the millions of dollars traveling the world and seeing the world and being able to make a contribution to their family and retiring their parents. And, you know, when you see them, you still smile on their face. They look comfortable. And you, you're going to be stuck in a rat race. You, you're going to be the one that's looking forward to the weekend. Oh, I can't wait to vacation. I can't wait to my PTO time. I can't wait to my vacation that's in 20 months. Some of you guys are excited about a vacation that's next year. That's insane, isn't it? Not? Right? <laughs> I know people like this. I said, when you're next vacation? Oh, I think we're going to go on vacation in 13 months. 13 months? What? You might not even live that long. <laughs> Like me right now, I'm taking a vacation every month. I think I'm going to go to Australia. No, I think I may go to Spain in August. Like, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable that all of you want change. You want transition. You want to see and experience a breakthrough in life. But you're not willing to deal with the pain of being disciplined. And I get it's painful. I remember, listen, I remember when I was broke, obviously, or my business wasn't making any money. Uh, it was just me for like years. I was by myself. I wasn't talking to anyone. I wasn't hanging out with anyone. I wasn't going to the clubs. I wasn't going to the bars. I wasn't traveling. For years, I was just working on myself. I was working out, and I was working in the business. That's it. How many of you can relate if that's where you are right now? You know how many times I have to tell people no? I got to the point that I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I did that 10 years ago. Still on Do Not Disturb. And... What happened with me, I just got serious, honestly. You know, I just got serious. I just, and let me tell you why I got serious. I got fucking sick and tired of being average. I got sick and tired of knowing that I was not giving it my all. You know, you know what's very amazing about people? It's like, like you can lie to everybody else, right? And you can tell other people, oh, yeah, I'm working. I'm working my ass off. I'm working out. I'm eating salads. You know, I'm I'm in the gym every day. And I'm reading a book. And I'm meditating, you know. But you know if you're honestly doing it. You know. Like, you can lie to everybody. You can lie to God. You can lie to me. Lie to your friend, your mama, your daddy, your significant other. But you know. That you're not giving it your all. And let me tell you something. That's a tough pill to swallow. When you know you're not making the sacrifices. When you know that you're half-assing a little bit, right? Some of you want to run a business and you want to be profitable and you want to have fun. 
You want to run a business? Have fun. Run a business and have fun. And most of your, your business, if it's even making money, it's not making enough money for you to sustain. And if you're making money, you're not making enough money to pay off the debt. If you're making a little money, it's still not enough money to be able to give your children or your family the lifestyle that they deserve to have. Who am I talking to? Yeah. You know, some of you are making money, but you're not making enough. Some of you are partying too soon. Now, you out there just celebrating. You're making 10000 a month. You're just celebrating. Oh, my God, 10000 a month. Oh, my God, I'm rich. I'm doing all that. I'm going to buy a bond on me. Let's go travel the world. Let's go do this. Let's go buy this. Let's... Nah. You know, I spent a lot of time alone by myself. And let me tell you something. Spending time by yourself in the beginning is a very difficult thing to do. And let me tell you why. Because as human beings, we're very social creatures. Like, we like being around people. You know, we like having conversation. We like talking. And it passes the time. You know, when you're talking to a good friend, having a great conversation, it's just like the time disappears. But when you're by yourself, you're forced to think about every thought that your mind conjures up. Like, you just start thinking about things, right? Start thinking about your life. You start thinking about your relationships. You start thinking about your job. You start thinking about opportunities. You start thinking about, I mean, are you going to make it? You start thinking about your children. You start thinking about the debt. You start thinking about your credit. You start thinking about the car payment. You start thinking about everything. Everything that you don't want to think about. And it becomes a very painful experience because you're like, well, how am I going to do this? I don't know if I'm going to do this. And some of you women, you lay in your bed and you cry yourself to sleep. Kind of get amen, ladies, be honest. I know many of you at night, you cry in your bed every night. How many of you cry every day? Be honest. You just cry, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to fix this. What am I going to do? I'm in a tough situation right now. It's tough. Some of you spend time at home and you just smoke weed on your balcony. Smoke weed on your porch. Because that's your escape. And you're trying to escape you and your thoughts when you should be working to understand your thoughts. Does that make sense? I know some of you men crying as well. Hey, ain't nothing wrong. I mean, listen, I mean, I, I do... I do suggest men don't cry, honestly. You know, if you do cry, cry by yourself. Don't cry in front of your woman. Don't cry in front of your children. No man, no woman should see you weak. Not like that. Not crying. Right? Do that alone by yourself. Me, I, I don't know. I don't cry. I don't, I'm not a cry baby. I don't cry about anything. I mean, I got to get shit done. I'm going to get it done. And um, But, you know, I'm a different breed of man. But what I want you to understand, listen, is that you're going to experience one of those two pains. All of you. All of us. The pain of discipline, the pain of regret. And it's your call. I know some of you are working your ass. I get it. You working. I, I get how many of you are still sacrificing working every day on something? Be honest. And don't bullshit me. I'm talking about every day, seven days a week, 18, 20 hours a day, sleeping little as seemingly possible. 
But every waking hour, you're working towards the achievement of your goal and your dream. I mean, I mean really working, putting in the work, reading, meditating, absorbing knowledge, applying the knowledge, trial and error every day, trying this, trying this, trying this, trying this, fail, fail. Who am I talking to? Who's there right now? It should be all of you. And I know it's painful, right? It hurts. How many of you are tired, exhausted, right? You're like, God, damn, this is hard. Yes, it is. Like making your first, not even your first million, making your first hundred thousand in a business, it's no easy feat. It's tough. Damn near impossible. You know, I share this all the time. The statistic is the average millionaire is 57 years old. Less than 1% of people will have a net worth of a million dollars. So you have to really think about that. Some of you is going to take 5, 10 years to make the first million. And you may think, well, what am I doing in 5, 10 years? Working in the company, working on yourself every day. Creating and, and and immolating new habits of reading, isolating yourself, isolating yourself from the world, separating from the bullshit. Stop wasting your time with people who are only there to waste your time. Stop dealing with people only just for pleasurable moments. And you know it's not going anywhere. Right? Stop going to the bars, the clubs, and places that you have no business going to. Why? Because it doesn't align with the goals and dreams. I get it. It's painful just to be at your house watching documentaries about Steve Jobs, reading books by Warren Buffett. I get it. Like, who wants to do that? Meditating every day, feeling that the meditation is not working. I get it. Stressed out because you're spending money and you're accumulating debt because you're trying to grow the business. I get it. But listen up. It's necessary. I want you to comment those words below. It's necessary. Please comment those words below, please. It's all necessary, my friend. It's necessary. It's the only way. Like... Your land of paradise, I truly believe that it's coming. It's like it's on the way. Your land of paradise. Some of you are so close, man. God. You know what's mind-boggling? Many people quit when they're so close. You know when you're close to succeeding greatly in any business, in a, in a company? It's when you feel like you're having the toughest moment of your life. How many of you are there right now? I mean, you just like, you don't know what to do. You're just doing stuff and you're hoping and expecting that things are going to work out. And it's tough. You just feel defeated. You feel that you want to quit. You don't even want to go to the business. You don't want to get up and drive to the company or listen, what I want you to understand is when you're at your lowest, when you feel that every when everything is not working, that's the breakthrough moment. 
It happened to me. You know, I've told the story so many times, but, you know, it was time that I was in different partnerships and it was just failing. Every partnership I would get involved with failing, 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 wouldn't work, wouldn't work. And I was at my lowest, man, because I didn't have any money. I was just tapped out. And I was at my lowest. That's where I found my breakthrough. What I want you to realize that your breakthrough is in the pain of discipline. Your breakthrough is hidden in the pain of being very disciplined. You know, like Tiger Woods, when you think about a Tiger Woods, when he was swinging a club at the age of five years old, I don't know Tiger was person, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't thinking about why he was swinging the club, thinking about the Masters, thinking about winning every competition on the planet. He was just five years old. I just think he was just focused on swinging the club every day. And same thing with LeBron James. You know, when he was young, when he first started playing basketball, I don't know if he just wanted to be in the NBA then, and I'm not sure if he knew he was going to be the greatest of all time. But I think when he would go out and shoot, he would just focus on that. And he had to make sure that if he would, if he did shoot, he had to shoot every single day for, for, for decades. Does that make sense? What I want you to realize is that I want you to focus on the disciplines. Don't think so much about when it's going to happen. When am I going to have this? When am I going to make more money? When am I going to? But just focus on the discipline. Like, focus on getting up in the morning and actually having a routine that's conducive to the success that you want. Focus on reading a chapter out of a book every single day for the next two, three years. Focus on meditating. Have a mindfulness period. You can pray if you want to, but having a period where you can just be quiet to yourself to be able to calm and relax the mind because the mind needs relaxation. Because the mind is what you're using and utilizing to create the wealth that you desire. Does that make sense? Actually creating the habit of saying affirmations. Being disciplined, just saying the affirmations, even though when you feel the affirmation is not working, you're saying that I'm so grateful now that I'm rich. I'm so grateful now that I'm rich. I get it. You feel that it's not working. You think that it's futile, but doing it anyway. See, that's discipline. See, a disciplined person is working out, but they're not seeing results. A disciplined person is saying affirmations, and at the same time they're saying affirmations, they're like, man, this is bullshit. What am I doing? You know, I'm saying all this stuff is not even working. But a disciplined individual would just continue to do it. Does that make sense? What I want you to realize that whatever pain that you're dealing with right now, it could be pain because you're broke, maybe you spent all your money in the business and you tapped out, you had to file bankruptcy. I get it. What I want you to understand is that continue to go through the pain of discipline. Because the only other option is the pain of regret. And I believe that's the worst pain ever. You know, I read, no, actually, I watched the interview with Steve Jobs. Not Steve Jobs, but Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon.com. And he said when he was working for the stock exchange, stock exchange and when he was making a decision if he should go all in on Amazon, he said he fast-forwarded his life when he was 80 years old. He said, I thought about when I was 80. 
And I thought to myself, well, I regret not starting this book company if I was 80 years old. And he said, hey, what? And he said, that's what, that what's compelled him to do it. Because if he was 80, he'll regret not doing it. Not doing the small thing that he could have done to change the world forever. But thank God he did it. It's the reason why you got books on your phone right now. It's the reason why you got those little Amazon packages that come in every single week. How many of you order from Amazon every week or every day? Like I do. It's because of that man's vision. It's because that man decided to take a leap of faith. That man decided to do the things that most people won't do. Just take a leap. He just went for it. What I want you to realize that you could do the same thing that Jeff Bezos did. You're no different than him. The only difference is he makes a different decision than you. Some of you still haven't made a decision to start a business. Some of you ask so many questions about, oh, Wesley, what should I do? You think this is a good business? You think I should do this? You think I should do that? You think I should do Amazon? You think I should do Shopify? You think I should do Forex? You think I should do this? And I'm thinking, most of you, you know, you don't have a skill problem. You have an execution problem. Like, you have an execution problem. You just won't do it. You know, I know this. The reason I can tell these stories because I get so many people, man, even today, just I was driving a McLaren around and people were like, what do you do? You think I could do that? What do you think I should do? Like, like I don't even know you. How would I know and how would I know what to tell you? What you should do with your life is your life. Many of you have an execution problem. I'm like, just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? So what if you fail? Because I know what you're afraid of. You're afraid of failing and looking bad and people teasing you and talking about, fuck people. Okay? Screw all the people that's going to talk about you and tease you and make fun of you. Because let me tell you something, they will. Just realize that's the part of the process. It is what it is. I got talked about, so what? They still talk about me now. Search the internet. You'll you'll see a few bad reviews and people talking nasty about me. You think I have any time to think about that? You think I have a an ounce, uh, even a minute of my time to read that stuff? Many of you are afraid to be successful because you're afraid of what people are going to say. But I'm thinking to myself, why do you care? And you probably care because that's what you think about yourself too. Many of you, you internally, unconsciously devalue yourself. That's why when people tease you and talk about you when you run a company, run a business, it affects you because it's a part of you that is still that poor person. As a part of you, it's that person that can't stand what you have done. You berate yourself about the mistakes that you have made. And when people talk about you, it hurts. But let me tell you something. Mm, that's a part of the pain, my friends. See, that's another pain of discipline. People talking about you, people chattering about you. They gonna talk. You know how many years people talked about me when I was running my company? 
How you gonna make a million dollars, Wesley, when you don't have bad credit? How you gonna make a million dollars, Wesley, when you just borrow some money from me? How you gonna make a million dollars, Wesley, you just got out of jail? How you gonna do that? Wesley, you just need to go get a job. You was making good money as a computer engineer. Just go back to work, son. You know how many times I heard that? Hello? You know how many times people, my parents specifically told me to go back to work? <laughs> they said, well, just go to work, make some money, then start the business again. And let me tell you something, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to them. I said, y'all, you guys don't understand. This has to happen. Like, I have no choice but to make this happen. And see, only entrepreneurs understand that type of talk. You know, regular, regulatory people, they want to be rational. No, 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 you just go get a job. Come on. Don't screw yourself up. You got kids. You got responsibility. Come on. Go get a job. You see, rich and wealthy people, we're very irrational people because we don't align with the norms. We do the things that nobody will do. Make sense? They just won't do it. See, regulatory people, well, they won't put themselves in a bind to go invest in a company or they won't put themselves in a financial bind to maybe travel to a seminar because they may hear something that may change everything for them. They just won't do it. They just, they're like, no, 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 that's too risky. I'm not doing that. I need my money for rent. I need my money for the car. I need my money for this. So, you know, people like us, we're very irrational people. But irrational people get rich. You know, you only become rational until you actually make the money. And I remember the day that I started making the money, then all of a sudden, I'm the freaking man.com to my entire family. Before, I'm the black sheep. Before, I'm the family member that keep making all the mistakes. I'm the family member that can't keep a job. Can anybody relate? I'm the family member that's rebellious. I'm the family family member that they call the character. You know, you're always making jokes, joking about everything, not serious about anything. But let me tell you something, when I made that million, now I'm a god. Now I'm the man. Then everybody loves me. Everybody wants to be around me. Everybody want to talk to me. Everybody want to tell me how great I am now. Right? What I want you to realize is going to happen to you, too. It's coming. All your naysayers, every, let me tell you something, every naysayer, me personally, they came back, oh, Wes, I'm so proud of you. Even the ones that told me that I was going to fail. I mean, even the people that said, man, come on, Wesley, you're getting old. You're 30-something years old, man. Come on. Be responsible. <laughs> All of them, they told me. You can't imagine how many people try to convince me not to do what I'm currently doing. Because they just didn't understand that I was willing to go through the pain of being disciplined. I didn't want the pain of regret. You know, all my friends now, family, they're dealing with the pain of regret because they're getting older. And they're going to regret not doing what they... I think everybody has some type of dream of had a dream before. I believe everybody have thought about something that they want to do, but they're afraid to do it. You know how many people are going to, they're going to be 50, 60, 70 years old, and they're going to be crying and 
whining and bitching and complaining because they just didn't do it. Because now they're going to say, well, I guess I'm too old. I can't do it now. Do you know how many people are going to say that? Okay. So I want you to realize something. That what you're going through that you call pain because you're just uncertain and you're doubtful if it's going to work out for you. What I want you to do is just keep going. Okay? You hear me? Just keep going. I'm here to tell you. I'm your friend. I'm your brother from another mother. I'm your boy. Yeah, I'm a multimillionaire, but I've been just like all of you. Trust me. I've been... Like where you are right now, I've been I've been broke. I've had a little money. I had a job. I made about, you know, $250,000 a year. I made money like that before, you know, with a job. Even that money is not enough. It's just not. You know why? Because the time it takes to make that type of money, I can't do anything else. All I can do is work. I was on call. I was a computer engineer, so I was always on call. So I couldn't necessarily spend the time with the family that I wanted to spend it with. Had to wait for the paycheck to pay the bills. Wait for the paycheck to do anything, to take a vacation, to do anything in life. Had to wait for the paycheck. And I got sick and tired of waiting for the paycheck. How many of you are just tired of waiting for the paycheck? I was just tired of it. I wanted to do what I, I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And to be able to have that type of life, you got to be willing to go through the pain of discipline. The pain of saying no. The pain of reading the books. I know some of you don't like reading. I get it. How many of you don't like reading? Be honest. You hate it. Some of you are like, hey, you got an audio book? I get it. It's painful. But, you know, my motto is do what's painful now to be able to have the easy life that you want. The people that's willing to go through all the painful moments of building a company, building a business, or building themselves. In a decade or so, they'll have the easy life because of what they did 10 years before. Some of you right now are on the brink of a breakthrough. That's why I go live. Do you not understand that, big cat? Listen, I'm talking to you. You are on the edge of a breakthrough right now. Many of you. Many of you have been working seriously working one year two year three year four year five year six year seven year you're like you're on the brink of a breakthrough and some of you are going to give up some of you're going to quit some of you're going to pivot some of you're going to change some of you're going to pause some of you're going to take a break some of you're going to take a vacation and you're going to miss it some of you're going to miss the opportunity that is right there waiting to reveal itself I just told you when you feel your worst, when everything is not working in your company, your business, or with your opportunities, and if you've been working sedulously, diligently every single day and night, every hour, every minute, what I want you to realize that you're so close. Does that make sense? You're so close, ladies and gentlemen. Keep going through the pain. It's just emotional pain. It's not like it's physical pain. Like going to the gym is physical pain. But building a business, it's emotional pain. Does that make sense? 
It's just your emotions. That's all what it is. You say, well, emotional pain can hurt, Wes. Only if you allow it to. Only if you allow it to. You got to realize that you have control over your emotions. That you can manage your emotions. That you can change how you feel at any given moment. When you feel like shit, you just think about how grateful you are to have children. How grateful you are to have a job. How grateful you are to have a car. How grateful you are to have an opportunity. How grateful you are to have people like me that's sharing their story at midnight. That that can inspire you and encourage you to keep you moving forward. Some of you listen to my rants because... Are you listening to my rants? Because you need something to keep you moving forward. Can I get an amen, please? Many of you listen to my rants. My rants because... It's just something you need to hear to keep you moving to go to the next level. To stay on track. Can I get an amen, please? Like I was here, I'm here for a reason. I truly believe that God put me on this earth to be able to make a contribution to people's lives, to help them, to assist them. It doesn't matter if it's 79 people or 79 million people. But I'm here to play that role. Nothing in life happens without a reason. Everything happens for a reason. It's a reason why you're here. It's a reason why you're listening to me right now. It's a reason why we're having this conversation. You're listening and I'm talking to the deeper part of you. It's a reason. So since it's a reason, take it seriously. You're not here just on accident. You didn't accidentally Log on to Wesley Virgin's podcast. You didn't accidentally, you're laying in your bed right now on a Saturday night at home listening to me. It was your intention. And what I want you to understand is, I want you to get serious with it. Okay? I want you to be serious. For the first time in life, I want you to be serious. You know, I realized just lately, there's certain things in my life personally that I need to get serious about. You know? Certain things that even I got to get more serious about. And certain things in my life that I have to analyze and really think deeper about what I really want and the type of man that I want to become in every area of my life. And I've I've came to some realizations um, that I'm ready to mature fully as a man. You hear me? Like me personally, I'm ready to mature fully as a man. And, um... I feel good about it. I do. You know, everything happens in life for a reason. You know, and let me share something with you. You know, some of the most devastating, hurtful moments in life can be the blessings. And I truly believe they are the blessings. You know, when you finish whining and crying and being angry and bitching about it, you know, you realize it's a blessing because it's that horrible moment that took place 
that allow you to transition and become the man or woman that you're supposed to be. Right? You know, that that tough moment, that tough time, and you just, you have to thank God for it. Say, you know what, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, a few things happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I didn't like it. I hated it, actually. I, I couldn't stand it. But I am thankful for it because it allowed me to realize that it was things about me that I needed to change. You know when you know certain things that you're supposed to do, but you just refuse to do it, and you justify why you're doing something that you know you shouldn't do? Ever been there? Then something happened that almost compels you to want to do the thing that you're supposed to do the entire time? Yeah, that's where I'm at. How about you? How about you? You know, when are you going when are you going to make a decision that, you know what, this is my time, this is really my time. I can't continue to say this is my time and my actions are not aligned with what I'm saying. I can't continue to say that, oh one day, well one day I change, one day, one day, one day. When when do you decide that, you know what? Fuck it, today is today. I want everybody to come in right now. Today is the day. If it's nighttime, tonight is the night. This is like right now. There's no more one day next year. Today is the day. You hear me? Tonight is the night. Which means is tomorrow morning, everything changes for you. You hear me? Everything changes for you tomorrow morning. Everything. You hear me? I want you to say it with me. I'm changing. And I'm changing right now. I'm changing my habits. I'm eliminating my vices. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not smoking anymore. I'm not just dealing with people just to casually have sex with them or casually just deal with people. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be very intentional about everything that I do in my life. I want you to comment those things below. So I'm changing right now, Wes. You don't have to wait for two years and 10 years and five years and six months to change. Change happens in an instant. It's up to the person to decide to do it. And I want you to say, I'm changing, I'm changing right now. Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna pick up a book in the morning, I'm gonna read. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to meditate on my goals and my dreams as if I'm reaching and as if I've already achieved them. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up with a smile on my face. I'm going to feel grateful for everything that God has given me. And I'm grateful for all the things that God is going to bestow upon me. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to wake up excited. I'm not going to think about my debt. I'm not going to think about my problems. I'm not going to think about a challenge. I'm going to think about the expectation of everything that is working out in my favor because it will. And it always does. Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to take my car to the car wash. I'm going to get it clean. It's going to look good. I'm going to clean my entire house. I'm going to unclutter my entire life. I'm going to unclutter my home. I'm going to unclutter my apartment. I'm going to unclutter my car. I'm going to unclutter my life, my closet, everything. 
tomorrow morning. You hear me? I want all of you to make a decision to do that. Because that's how you begin to change. Changing is not making a million dollars. Change is not finding some type of unique opportunity to make a million dollars. Change is not being able to travel around the world and be able to buy your dream cars. That's not change. Change is doing the very simplistic things that we think are so trivial, such as making your bed, reading a book, listening to some personal development first thing in the morning instead of listening to the radio, sitting in your car, learning new words, learning how to communicate better, listening to words, listening to great speakers over and over again so you'll be able to assimilate the tonality, the cadence, and so you'll be able to speak more definitively. Does that make sense? Taking a look at yourself in the mirror and making sure that you look good, smell good, make sure you're clean, make sure you go to the gym. All of you should have a gym membership. You hear me? Everybody on here should have some type of membership or some type of gym that you go to five, six days a week. Every day. All of you. Does that make sense? Because how do you expect to do well if you don't feel well? If you feel lazy and lethargic and sluggish, because you're sanitary, you don't work out, you don't move your body. How do you expect to have energy? Many of you should make a decision right now to stop eating all that unhealthy food. Chips and cakes and pies. Soda waters, Kool-Aid, sugary drinks, macaroni and cheese, all that salt, all that butter. Like imagine if you would strip all that away Imagine tomorrow morning you went to your cabinets and you start to pull out all the salty, carbonated, processed food from your cabinets and your refrigerator and say, you know what? Every morning when I wake up, I'm going to have me a bottle of celery juice. Every day I wake up for the next year, I'm going to have a bottle of carrot juice. I'm only going to blend my juices. I'm going to drink water and juices. That's it. No more sunny delight. No more 2% milk. Okay? I'm going to eat vegetables every day. I'm going to sure that I always put vegetables in my body. No more potato chips. No more sneaker bars. No more candy. I will no longer eat, t- I will no longer eat things or foods just because it makes me feel pleasure. No more popcorn. Mmm. I know some of you are like, oh my God, Wesley, please don't take my food, Wesley. Don't take my food. Don't take my food, Wesley. I need my food, Wes. <laughs> I want my macaroni and cheese and my I want my cornbread and my sandwiches, my Cheetos, my Takis, my sneaker board, my Kit Kats. Yeah, I know you do. I know. And it hurts, doesn't it? You said, Wesley, you were doing well until you got to my food. I know it's painful to let it go. But you got to think deeper. You know, the reason why you eat all that junk, because it makes you feel good in the moment. But it won't make you feel good long term. 
and it's going to debilitate your body. It's not going to rejuvenate your body. It's going to slowly tear your body down. Yeah, it's painful. The painful thing is giving up so much stuff. Many of you don't realize how much you need to give up to become the extraordinary you. I didn't know. Listen, even I didn't know how much I had to give up. Like, I talk about this all the time, but, you know, I had my one and only girlfriend. <laughs> Let's talk about Michelle again. I had to let her go. And I loved her. And I cared about her. But I had to let her go. That was tough. It's one of the toughest things I ever had to do in my life because I loved her. And I had to let her go. Because it wasn't working. It was toxic. We were not equally yoked. There's so many things that you got to give up. Some you know right now things that you must give up, but you keep holding on to because you're so emotionally attached to it. Some you need to stop talking to your mama so much, your daddy so much. Not because they're bad people. They're just negative. They're just very pessimistic people. They're overly cautious people. They keep telling you, don't do that. Be careful. Be careful. Don't listen to the black guy on the internet. Be careful. He's probably lying to you. He probably rented all those cars. Be careful. Right? Got to turn. Listen, you have to turn down the volume of pessimism. Negativity. And that can be painful. Because you feel that, well, that's my mama, that's my daddy, and I don't want to disown, I don't want to do this. Listen, I remember when I had to separate for a while from my parents. I had to. It's not because they're bad parents, it's just I just, I had to evolve. And I had to evolve. And to evolve, I had to separate myself from certain type of conversations that were not conducive to the success that I wanted. And I'm glad I did. Because that's the reason why they retired. That's the reason why I bought them new cars. It's the reason why I can send them on vacation. It's the reason why I can give them random checks. Why? Because I separated. You have to understand something. Listen up. Many of you, what I want you to understand is a lot of people that's in your life, they're not going to understand the moves that you're going to make when you tell them that you can't talk to them anymore, when you don't pick up their phones, when you don't answer their texts. They're not going to get it. Why? Because they're regulatory. Regulatory cannot understand extraordinary people. They never will because they're regular. And there's nothing wrong with being regular. Listen, I am not downing and I'm not devaluing regular people. You know, regular people, they like being regular. They like having a nine-to-five job. They like waiting for the weekend. They like having fun and drinking. And, and that's cool. Kudos to you. They enjoy that. But you got to make a decision who you want to be. You have to make a decision who you want to be in life. We all have to make the decision. Who do I want to become? You want to be Norman Average? There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. Or do I want to be extraordinary? What I want you to understand, there's the price that you got to pay for both. To be regular and average, there's a price that you got to pay. 
I mean, you're going to typically, you're going to do things that you don't want to do in life. You're going to experience just the average, what the average experience is a price you got to pay to be average, which means you're not going to do all the things that you see other people do that you want to do. You're not going to be able to take the trips the way, the trip that you would like to take. And if you do take trips, you're not going to take trips on how you want to take them. Some of you don't even know how to take a vacation. Some of you take a vacation, you get your one-star, two-star hotels, you get your deal on Expedia.com, find you a deal, you know, I got me a deal. Find you an all-exclusive resort, everybody named Mama there, full, packed, elevators packed, pool packed, just crowded, everybody drinking. Right? Some of you don't even know how it feels to vacation because you're trying to do something, then as soon as you get on vacation, you got to do something every day. Oh, they do this, they do this, they do this, they do this. And then you're tired. You're tired from a vacation. Let me tell you how I take vacations. You want to know? <laughs> That's why any woman I'm with, um, I mean, my God. Uh, the woman that I'm with, <laughs> I mean, her life is going to be a blessing. You know, because this is like the new Wesley now. Even with women now, it's just the new me now, man. I really am. I've changed for the better. And um, a vacation with me, how I take vacations, I mean, we only fly in first class. We're not going to be in coach. Hey, nothing wrong with coach. I'm just not going to be there. All right? So I'm going to give you the step-by-step vacation with Wesley Virgil. I mean, we first class, of course. That's just not even a question. I don't care if we're going to New York or Paris. I don't care if it's a thousand or twenty thousand dollars. Who cares? I'm, I'm going to pay it. Twenty dollars for you, twenty dollars for me. We're in the seat, right? And when we get to the hotel, of course, we have somebody that's going to expedite us through um, through uh, immigration. I don't wait in lines. Come on, what? I'm not waiting in a line. Some of you, when you take trips, you know, you wait in that long line to go to the immigration. I don't wait in lines. As soon as I get off that plane, it has a sign that said, Mr. Virgin, Wesley Virgin. Me and my boo, boom. We go with them. We go right through immigration. They get our bags. Outside, we have a driver waiting for us. Typically, a Mercedes or SUV, something nice. We get in there. We have our water. Have our little hot towels or cold towels, depending on which place or which city or state or country we're in depending on the climate and um i typically only stay in four seasons only so i'm a four season type of man it's just it is what it is i only want the best five star only when i look for hotels if it's not five star i'm not standing honestly and that goes for my woman as well and we we, we five star we're in the four seasons only if it's not Four Seasons, it's something that's com- compatible to it. I don't know if you ever stayed in the Four Seasons, but that is an outstanding hotel to stay in. You know, I mean, $2,000 a night and up, period. We get to the hotel, we relax. We don't pack our clothes. But use if I'm with a, a young lady, so you don't get it yet. You know, if you're brand new to traveling with Wesley, you know, they don't, they don't know because, see, most women... When they travel with their men, they don't travel like this, you know. You know, I give women the queen princess treatment because that's my girl, of 
course. Got to take care of her. I'm going to give her the world. Right? So, you know, I don't don't unpack my clothes. No, 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 no. No, no. Someone does that for me. Of course, the butler. Because obviously I'm going to have a butler. I mean, when I went to the montage with a young lady and we had a great time. We had a butler 24 hours. The butler made, I mean, that was a great time in a montage. That was a beautiful moment. And, you know, we had a butler. His name was Sebastian. It was at the montage in a Cabo. And um, we had a, a, a villa or a room right off the beach to the point we can open up the doors and we could hear the waves while we're making love. We can hear the waves crashing against the rocks while she's screaming and moaning and orgasming over and over again, right? Because, of course, I'm putting it down. And uh, Sebastian was amazing because he got us these marshmallows and we had this fire pit outside. It was it was an unbelievable experience, of course. And I remember I did a nice little... I got a favorite song. Her favorite song was Beyonce, Dangerously in Love. So I had a violinist and I had a nice little light and fixtures outside on the beach. And, and um, we had fireworks. $2,500 for those fireworks <laughs> for 15 seconds. <laughs> but it was a magical moment. Okay. And, you know, I take my time when I'm on vacation. I don't want to be on a schedule. You know, some of you on the schedule. Oh, it's five o'clock. Got to go here. Six o'clock. Got to go here. Seven. Nah, 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 nah. We go to the spa, man. Go to the spa. Get some massages. Get a facial. Just relax. You know, just kind of lazy a little bit for the first two days. Then after that, if we decide to do something, then we go out and we get dressed up and we go out in town. We have a little fun. Like if I'm in Dubai, and walk around a little bit, hang out, buy a little bit of this, buy a little bit of that. You know, that's how I take vacations, folks. <laughs> I mean... That, that's 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 how Wesley Virgin takes vacations. That's that's what I want for you. Many of you, you're not taking vacations. You're not. You think you are because you're leaving on a plane. You think just because you're on a plane on Spirit Airlines or Frontier Airlines, you think you're having a vacation. You're out there and you're in lines. You're hot. You're tired. You get out there looking for a taxi. Take it to the resort. You get to the resort. You got to wait in that long ass. I don't wait in lines at the Four Seasons. No lines at the Four Seasons. You know why? Because no one goes to the Four Seasons. The only people that go to the Four Seasons are rich people. The 1% goes there. Every other hotel, I mean, it's long lines, man. You're tired. You're sweaty. You got to wait for your name to be called. (laughs) Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy family. It's been one hour. Your room is ready. Get to your room. Room like trash. Because you didn't get a suite. How many of you get a suite when you get your hotels when you travel? You don't get suites because it's too much money to you. See, what I did, and I was so disciplined in the early um, the early stages of my, my business. I didn't take any vacations. I didn't leave because I didn't want to take regulatory vacations. Like I made a decision years ago that I would never fly economy. Because I know how it feels to fly economy, and it sucks. Oh, I know how it feels. I, I know. That's why I knew I could not do the economy. I haven't flew economy in 10 years, folks. I just can't do it. 
And I get it. I know some of you can. You're like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's okay that I have no leg room. It's okay that people are breathing on me. It's okay that I'm in the middle and I can't even use my 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 armrest. It's okay that I can't recline. Well, I recline a little bit, but you know, I can't. It's not like a sleeper, but it's okay that I gotta buy my food. It's okay they don't serve lunch to the people in coach because they don't. <laughs> that makes sense, folks. All right, get it. So I didn't take any vacations. Okay, I just didn't. Not until I was in the position of wealth. And I knew exactly what I wanted, so it was painful because I couldn't take vacation. So I had to be very disciplined. I had to be extremely disciplined. See, some of you are like, oh, I deserve vacation. Oh, 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 I deserve, I deserve. You don't deserve shit. Honestly, most of you, you don't deserve anything. You don't deserve vacation. Because the vacation that you're taking, you're taking it just like regulatory poor average people. What kind of vacation is that? Most of you are tired from the vacation. Does that make sense? I deserve a drink. I deserve a night out. No, you don't. Have you hit your goal yet? No. So, no, you don't deserve a drink. You don't, you don't deserve a smoke. You don't deserve to go out. You don't deserve to do nothing but work. And many of you don't like that because it's painful. And you don't like that because you're so used to, you're so familiar to playing all the fucking time. You're an adult now. You're not a kid. Some of you still act like children. Playing, playing. And want to be rich and wealthy. Want to be this, you want to be the provider for your family, man. Your kids getting older and you still have no money for them for college. You have no money for them to get them a car because you got bad credit. I can imagine how many men on here right now have bad credit or no credit at all. And they have children. Your children going to say, hey, dad, can I get a car? Can't even get my car. And if you did give them a car, you're going to give them some bullshit car that's going to break down on the freeway. I mean, this is the reality. This, I mean, this is what happens in real life. You know, I feel bad for some of the children. You know, some of your parents, and you're just, you're just a bad example, unfortunately. See, in my opinion, that's an opportunity, especially if you have children. It's an opportunity for you to live your life as an example, so your children see you as the man or woman that you're supposed to be. You know, I had a moment with my son and I was talking about something and I'm not going to tell you what we was talking about, but you know, my son, he looks up to me in every area in life, not just business, even on how I deal and treat women. And I had to think about that. And I had a moment of maturation, honestly, to mature myself. Because of that conversation I had with my son, because he's paying attention to me more now than ever. And what I do and the decision I make is going to affect him. So it's almost compelling me in the direction of the man that I'm supposed to be. And that's the man I want to be anyway. Right? You know, it's amazing how children will allow you to mature yourself. Some of you are grown as women and men, you're still acting like children. Childish behavior, man. Only because you want some pleasure. <laughs> right? Because you just want to feel good in the moment. Because you don't know how to feel good outside of doing anything else that's not debilitating. 
Okay, you gotta learn how to make yourself feel good. You gotta learn how to find the happiness within you, not within other folks. You know, it's one thing about relationships. I'm not a connoisseur of relationships, but you know, when people can find their own happiness within themselves, that relationship has a, a high chance of working out. When people don't look to each other to be happy. When you can find the happiness and pleasure in yourself and you join together with a person who's just like that, that's a magical moment. It's magic. Okay. Any questions for me here? Did you get a value? Did you folks get value here tonight? Do you not understand the two pains of life, the pain of regret and the pain of discipline? And it's up to you. It is solely up to you. I'm not your daddy. Some of you, well, well, that's debatable. I know some of you on here, I know I'm your daddy. It's all good. Like, well, you know what I mean? I'm not your God. I'm not your ruler. I'm just a guy. I'm just a just regular black kid from the south side of Houston, Texas that got rich and wealthy by educating myself, by disciplining myself, by realizing that if I'm going to feel pain, I'm not going to feel the pain of regret. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to feel the pain of regret. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. I'm not going to be 80 years old, 90 years old, thinking about all the things that I didn't do. I'm doing everything I want to do right now. And right now, I've decided to be with myself, by myself, working on myself, working in my business. Like... And, I, and look, I'm very transparent. You know, my goal is $300,000 a day. Let me tell you why. Because you might say, well, why, why do you need $300,000 a day? Because I need a jet. Why do you need a jet? Because I don't want to fly first class anymore. I want to fly. I want to be able just to get up when I want to and go. Right? You know, especially next year, I'm going to be traveling quite a bit, doing seminars and speeches around the world. I want to have the opportunity to have my Gulfstream jet. Gulfstream. And the reason why I need $300,000, which is $10 million a month, because for me to fly here to Paris, that's $200,000 one way. So I need a ton of money. Make sense? To be able to do that comfortably. Okay? Because I just need access to a jet. I, I don't need my own jet. I just need access to it. You know, rent one, get one, whatever. Right? But I need to be comfortable. I need to be able to have my area where I can lay down, I can relax. You know, if I have my, my girl, my boo thing, you know, whenever I get one, you know, she travel with me, hopefully, you know, I want to be the, I want to make love to her while I'm in the skies. I want to feel rejuvenated when I land, when I got to do my thing, all right? If I want to travel with my children, tell my children to come, hey, come to, come visit dad, we're going to Hawaii for the weekend. Come on, fire up the jet, I don't have to buy a ticket. On the internet, and I want to go to United Airlines. Absolutely not. I want to load up when I want to load up. I want to go to the tarmac when I want to go to the tarmac. I want to land when I want to land. Does that make sense? If I want food now, I want Skittles now, I want it now. I don't have to wait until we're, well, sure, I'm sorry. We can't serve food until another hour. I'm hungry now. I mean, I just came back from Paris and Italy, and we're on the plane. I'm a big man. I'm 215 pounds, folks, so I need to eat all the time. And I'm on the plane. They served me, and I went to sleep, and I woke up. And I hit that little bell. I said, hey, 
I'm hungry again. I say, you have any um, hot food? You know, something warm. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're not going to be serving it until another two hours. I said, what? The lady brought me some potato chips and a banana. I said, what? I almost threw a chip in her, in, I, I almost threw a chip in her left eye eyelid. What, what is this? I can't survive off of this. <laughs> try to give me those little almond nuts. You know, they always give you those freaking almond nuts, and they try to warm it up in the microwave. No. If you have your own private jet, you have access to one. You get whatever you want. I can have a snack every hour based off the menu that I want. I want fried chicken, I get fried chicken. I want a steak, I get a steak. I want french fries, I get french fries. Skittles, I want skittles. Whatever I want at any given hour. That's what I want. Does that make sense? So that's why I need to make that money, okay? And that's why I'm going to get it done, which means it's right now I'm isolating myself. I can't. I don't have time for anybody in my life that's not aligned with my values and the things that I want to do, Period. All right? Just see, it is what it is. So I separate myself. You may say, well, you should be having fun. You're making a lot of money. Yeah, a million dollars a month is not a lot of money. I know it's a lot of money to you, but me and you are different. I made the sacrifice to get me up to a million dollars a month. A million dollars a month at one time was like big for me. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait till I make a million dollars a month until you make it. And then you find out a million dollars a month is not enough to have access to a private jet. Not the jet that I want, because they got to be Gulfstream. I don't want a Cessna. I don't want a Saltation. got to be Gulfstream 650. You hear me? I want a beautiful plane. Luxurious. Okay? I want an apartment in the sky. That's just what I want. All right? And you shouldn't criticize me because that's what I want. But the question is, what do you want? Okay? Like, what do you want? And what are you willing to give up to get it? What are you willing to give up to get it? Okay? Any questions for me, folks? I know you got value here tonight. Thank you for joining me. But any questions for me? I always want to open up. Yeah, lamb chops. Absolutely. I always want to open up the um, the floor for any questions from you outstanding, beautiful individuals here. Or shall I say... Future millionaires. <laughs> look, somebody said 200,000 one way to Paris. Yeah. Like, look it up. If you look up the Gulfstream flights, like you can go on privateflights.com or maybe just go to, uh, you know, private jets and see how much it costs to charter a jet, a Gulfstream. Okay. Gulfstream. It's like the Bentley of jets to Paris. It's very expensive, man. It's like 20. But see, you got to get to the point that you think about $200,000, $250,000. Ah, not even a lot of money. Like, ah, whatever. I know many of you are not there yet, but it's okay. You'll get there, right? I mean, people do it every day. You know, Kim Kardashian. and I mean, Kim Kardashian got like four or five freaking nannies. I mean, come on now. Nanny for each child. You know, in the private jet all day long. It's just normal for a lot of people on the planet. You just, the problem with you is you're just around too many people that are just like you. You know, not saying that you're poor, but you're just average. You got an average income, average life. If you're going to be a Wesley Virgin, we don't live an average life over here. Right? <laughs> that's why women desire to be with me. I mean, that's one level. Because, I mean, what woman, look, listen to me, women, and be honest with yourselves. What woman on this planet wants and have a desire 
to live an average life. Now, I know many of you are living an average life, but how many of you just desire to live an average life? (laughs) And then don't get a taste of an above average life, right? You can't go back. That's how pergamy, man. You just cannot. You try to go back, but you just can't when you get exposed to it, right? So um, I, I provide an above, because I live an above average life. Like my children, they get an above average life. They first class too. With the parents, first class. They were sleeping like babies. You know, like it was so funny that when we went to Paris, my children were the only children in first class. I mean, we only, I'm not trying to pull the race car here, but we were the only black people there in the first class too. It's not like blacks. It's not a lot of American blacks that fly first class, like internationally. Not a lot. I mean, just I've, I've flew quite a bit. I have over a million miles. So it's just not a lot. And I had three of my children right next to me sleeping like babies. Sleeping like babies. DeAsia watching her movie. Denia sleeping, not eating no food because she don't like no food on the plane. Davey just relaxing. Sleeping, maybe just playing his chess, right? But they're comfortable. Okay? Any question? What is EBITDA on your timeline? What is it? Uh, EBITDA is basically the money that is earned before taxes and expenses. Questions for me. Who have questions? Okay? Oh, yeah, it felt good. Of course it did. But remember, the reason why I'm here, the reason why I was able to do that, because I sacrificed. You get it? I sacrificed a lot to be here. That's what a lot of you don't understand. You watch my timeline. You look at my stories. And you're only infatuated with my glory. But what about the story when I was on the air mattress? What about the story when I was making the vision boards with my daughter printing out images of places that we will visit around the world when I didn't have a thousand dollars in my bank account? I was 31 years old. What about that? What about when I had a 1988 Honda Accord? No AC in there. Driving around Houston, Texas, breaking down, driving that car in expensive neighborhoods and walking around those neighborhoods visualizing myself there how about the times that i would go to the bitley and the rose Royce dealership and i would walk around i was get inside the cars and i would visualize myself driving one having one being driven by one yeah how about that how about those times so don't get it twisted You know, the life that I have here today is earned. I earned that shit. That's why I'm not apologetic about my life and what I post on the freaking internet. I don't care what people think. Why is he always posting this McLaren? Why is he always posting this, this? He's posting when he goes shopping. He's posting. He's just bragging. So what? You think I'm bragging? Get over it. Because I'm going to continue to post it. Why? Because I'm happy. I'm proud. Just like you're proud of you by your Ford Fusion. Just like you'll be proud if you got a brand new job. God, thank you for that brand new job. You'll post it, won't you? Some of you will. Okay? 
I'm giving people the opportunity to have a glimpse of what success looks like as it relates to Wesley Virgin. I want them to know that it's possible for you if you want it. I want you to know that there are people that are winning on this planet. You know, sometimes if you never see people winning, then you would doubt that you will win. But if you say, well, Wesley is a black man. He's from the south side of Houston, Texas. He filed bankruptcy. He's had several repossessions. He's been evicted. He's been in jail a few times for traffic tickets. He didn't do well in school. He dropped out of college. He got kicked out of the army. And they were $40 million. Oh, praise to the most high God of the great. So what? What you talking about? Why, why can't you do that? The odds were against me. I didn't have the most loving family growing up. It was tough. I had a, had a hard time growing up in my household. It wasn't rainbows and sunshines and tulips. Okay. Like, I've been there where you are, been there. So what? Upset, angry, pissed off, depressed, tired. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Took that T-shirt off, man. And decided to start to live. I decided to educate myself, learn what I didn't know. Began to surround myself with winners. Got tired of being around losers. Are you not tired of being around losers? Many of you are spending so much time with losers. Losers. I want to be around losers. I don't want to be around complainers and people that see life as if life is throwing shit and throwing rocks at them every day. I don't want to be around people that wake up in a bad mood every day. I want to be around people that got a smile on their face. I want to be around a person that when I come around, their eyes light up. They're happy to see me. And I'm happy to see them. I want to be around those people when they can tell me something good going on in their life. Oh, man, I'm doing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I don't want to hear about your problems and your struggles and what's going terrible about your life. Go tell that shit to another loser. Don't tell me that because I'm a motherfucking winner. You hear me? I win. And losers and winners, they don't hang around each other. As a matter of fact, they can't stand each other. There's many people that are losing in life, they can't stand me only because I'm winning. That's the only reason why. Only because I'm winning, they hate me. Or they resent me. Okay? But I love them. Questions for me, folks. Okay? Questions. Questions, questions. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at these comments here. I love them. Oh, my God. Questions for me. Talk to me. Uh, questions here. Talk to me. I have a question, but I got to go live with you. No, why? How long did you sacrifice? Years, years and years and years and years. Yeah, at least maybe eight to ten years had to sacrifice. But you know one thing about sacrifice? The only reason why they call it sacrifice, because sacrifice basically means in layman terms doing uh, to stop doing things that you used to do before that made you feel good. You know, that made they gave you pleasure. That's why they call it sacrifice, because you have to fight against 
your tendency to do the things that you like to do, right? Like hang out with friends, hang out on the weekends, drink, smoke, you know, all those debilitating things, right? So, but the funny thing and the great thing about sacrifice, once you do it long enough, what used to be a sacrifice becomes your normal. Like it's normal for me to wake up excited. It's normal for me to wake up and read a book. It's normal for me to wake up and meditate. Before there was a sacrifice to do all those things because I didn't necessarily want to do them because I never did them before. Make sense? You know, the sacrifice to work and work and work. Now I love working. Oh, my God. I just I just love working. Honestly, I just love it. I don't know why people don't like working. I love it, man. It just feels so good to work and to build something, to accomplish something. I love it. I love it. Questions here. What book do you recommend? I recommend Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself by Dr. Joel Dispenza. Go read that book a few times. Questions here. Ladies and gentlemen, did you get value here tonight? Give me some love. Let me see those hearts pop up a little bit for me if you don't mind. Give your virtual mentor some love tonight if you don't mind. All right? Come with the word value as well if you got value here tonight. If you just if you just got here, then make sure you listen again. Hey Laura, how are you? Okay. Questions, questions, questions for me here. Oh, thanks for the kiss. I love kisses from beautiful women, of course. Absolutely. You know those women that have those pretty mouths, you know, those pretty teeth. Breath smells good as well. Mmm. Gotta love those kisses. They just so sweet, right? Ooh. <laughs> I just had a moment, folks. All right, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Any more questions for me here? Okay. Any more questions here? What music do you hear? Snow music. It's 1148, so there's no more music going on here. The music has ended. How to overcome execution problem? Um, we just got to just take action, Mario. Right, you keep thinking about what's going to happen and what's going to fail, and what I would like you to do is stop for a second and think about what will succeed, what will go well. Like consume your mind with the success that you want to have, instead of consuming your mind with the failure or the illusion of failure. Okay, questions here. Talk to me. What music do you find value listening? Value in music, maybe Beethoven. It's very calming, Baroque music. You know all that rap music, and I'm saying I don't listen to rap music sometimes. When I'm in the gym, obviously. But uh, honestly, music. I mean, I get it. I know some of you. Oh, it's therapeutic. Oh yeah, I'm listening to a love song. I'm in love now. Or oh, I'm listening to a rap song. I'm motivated. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Most music is just trash. Because based off the lyrics, some, I mean, some lyrics do have a message, but, you know, whatever. You can read a book and and the, the message itself can be interpreted better than listening to a song. Right? What is, what do you find best, do you find best meditating to? I don't, I'm not sure if I understand the question here. 
you're meditating. I mean, I, I listen to a frequency, obviously. <sighs> Crazy how we technically already met. Did, well, we already met? Oh, cool. Can you tell me the name of your meditation music you listen to? It's in the Genie Script, folks. You can always go to the Genie Script. Dot com, go to my bio, and you can go ahead and download it. It's only $37. Oh, you met me in the spiritual realm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, many of you, you will meet me in person. I'm not a hard guy to find, even though I don't go out much at all, actually. I go to the gym, and I go home. If you want to find me, I guess I'll tell you guys where I work out at, but just don't be weird, honestly. Like, if you see me in the gym, say, hey, what's up, Wes? And let me go back to working out because, honestly, I had to be disturbed. And I can't give you a lecture in the middle of the gym. People, that's what they want sometimes. They want me to give them a whole lecture in the middle of the gym. And I'm working out. I go to Equinox here in Houston, Texas. Okay. So if you ever see me there, hey, just say what's up. I love your rants. Pound me and let me work out because you need to work out as well. I've never seen you in Houston yet because, listen, I'm a... I spend time in my little bitty hovel here. I'm the type of man that, and honestly, I am a homebody. And a perfect experience for me is this, going to the gym and coming home to my beautiful woman. Honestly, just spending time with her, you know, and being in a house. And the only time we leave the house is the only time we take vacations. And maybe every once, like once a week, maybe we'll go have dinner. We get dressed up. Oh, we just take vacations every single month, honestly. You know, and go to the gym. That's that's my perfect experience right now. I don't have a woman right now, but I have a feeling very soon I will have one. <laughs> hint, hint. What's next? You're so relatable. Well, I appreciate that. I try. My apologies, folks. My battery power here. How did it feel when you first moved into your penthouse in Miami? It felt good, man. I mean, I had, I was, I stayed in the Porsche Tower building. And, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Um, I parked my cars right in my living room. So, um, yeah, it was nice. But it was during the, um, during, during the, um, COVID. So I didn't get an opportunity to really enjoy myself. But I did create a new stream of income. I worked a lot. Created a lot of content. Um, what's next here? Miss Erica Wesley, how long did it take for it to truly sink in that this is truly your lifestyle, the way of life? Um, that this is my lifestyle now? Um, I guess after I made my first million, maybe about a year, probably. You know, one thing what I want you to understand is, you know, when you're visualizing, you believe what you're going to become. But then when it happened, it does take some adjusting, you know, because you just think like, damn, am I really living this life? Like, am I really living this life? Am I really driving a $400,000 car right now? Am I really staying in a penthouse? Am I really traveling the world like this? Right? So it takes about a year. And then you just get pretty much, it's just my normal now. So it's kind of normal for me now. It's not, not a big deal. But how's it going to feel when I have that private jet, though? Ooh, wee, baby. 
Are you back in Houston? I am. Who wants to roll with me in, on that private jet? Which city do you recommend for European musicians who wants to start a business in the U.S.? Which city? I mean, any city, man. Uh, as long as you have the internet, then you're good to go. I mean, Houston, Texas is a music city, so come to Houston. Christy, how are you? Miss Laura, how are you? Any more questions for me? Hey, Liz. Liz Ramirez. If you could go back and talk to your 25-year-old self, what would you tell them knowing, knowing what you know now? Yeah, if I was 25 years old, honestly, I've answered this question before, but I would tell myself, don't fuck around, honestly. I would say, don't fuck around. Because so many of you in your 20s, that's what you do, you fuck around. You know, you want to do what everybody else is doing, which is bullshit. Oh, let me have my first drink. Let me YOLO. Let me go to Miami. Let me go to New York. Let me let me go find me a rich man. Let me go... <laughs> you know, you just do stupid shit, you know what I mean? Let me go smoke. Let me go do crack and cocaine. Let me just live life. Let me just see what life has to offer. Don't be stupid. Don't be silly, right? So don't fuck around. What I'm saying is look at everybody else around you and just do the opposite of what they're doing, okay? Do the opposite, right? Do what rich and successful people do if that's what you want. Right? Don't, don't think of your 20s as the time to play around and waste time and because you have all the time in the world. You don't. Because what you don't realize in your 20s when you're doing just idiotic things of debauchery, then you're creating habits. Habits that will be very difficult to break in your 30s. Right? Because most people just ruin their 20. They just, they ruin their credit. They screw up their, you know, they have a ton of debt. They are usually overweight. You know, they just, like, start to degenerate, honestly, here. So don't screw around in the 20s. What's up, Pavan? How are you doing, Tarts? How are you? Any more questions for me here? Can't believe this information is free. It is free because I care. Now, this is some of my best stuff right here, folks. Okay. Wesley. I see so many things on my vision board that I've never done previously, but did over time, but couldn't maintain. And I wonder why. I would love to go live and show you my vision board. Yeah, I mean... Well, you see, you could maintain it. You know, I don't really know what that means um, by maintaining it. But, you know, I don't know. That was just kind of a vague response. So I don't know how to help you because I don't know specifically what you manifested and what you're trying to maintain. Just a business or what. But it takes to work with you. Uh, hola. Tell everyone what it takes to work with you. I get requests. Repeat here what it takes. Um, what it takes to work for Western Virgin. Let me tell you something about working with me. And I think Lana can agree. Lana, she's on here right now. You may see her name pop up. Uh, I'm a hard ass. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I am a hard ass. I don't fucking play when it comes to people that work for me. Especially if you're close to me, right? Um... I don't play, you know, 
when you hear me on the rants, you usually get the loving part of me. I know sometimes I can get loud. I can get very direct and straight and blunt uh, and aggressive, right? But when you join my company, um, I require the best out of you. And I know how to pull the best out of you, which means is that maybe you, you, you may cry. I mean, I typically work with a ton of women. I do have men that work for me as well. But, you know, any woman that I've ever kind of mentored in my company and worked closely with, they've all cried, man. They've all cried. It's just the truth. Uh, it's not that they have to cry, but um, sometimes with women, I have to break them down a bit. And, and I do it out of love, obviously. I'm not out here berating women and just um, being uh, very derogatory towards them. But... I know what it takes, and I know they have it. And, like, I know they have the potential. And sometimes people, women, you know, they may feel that they know everything already, or they feel that you don't understand and, you know, whatever. Or they may give you a ton of excuses on why they can't do this and why, da, 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 whatever. So what I'm really great at is I'm great at pulling the greatness out of people, but it may be a very emotional experience. So what it takes to work for me is... You know, I expect you to work 20 hours a day. You know, I know that sounds crazy and insane. But once you're making the money you want to make, you realize 20 hours a day is not even a big deal, right? And as you get better in doing what you're currently doing to make the money, then you get to decrease the amount of time, right? But in the beginning, you need to put all the hours in because it's so much you have to learn, right? So I like people who are, who like to learn, people who are willing to be very committed to me and to me alone, like my company, that's it, and to really work, like actively, diligently, like every day, hard. I love hard workers, right? I love it. I love people who I can trust, loyal people as well. Um, and I like people who are persistent, right? Uh, like we fire people every single week, unfortunately, you know, because some people are just not a good fit. You know, it is what it is. So, you know, if we terminate you, you know, it's just because... You're just not the best fit for us right now, maybe later. Um, so the people that want to work for me, and we have a great time, you know. I mean, I take care of my people. We do some phenomenal things. We do trips, and we have a good time. You know, a lot of energy in, in some of our groups. It's really cool. And um, so, yeah. So if you want to work for me, depending on what you want to do, it's better for you to know what you want to do for me because I'm not going to tell you what you should do for me, where you should already know what value you can add. But we are looking for setters and closers always, looking for people that can set appointments on the phone and people that can close salespeople, right? So I would say, if you're serious, you know, record a video of you selling yourself on why I should work with you, right? Do that. And then I'll select and choose from there. And I would say, make sure if you ever sent me a video, look sharp, like look nice. You know, one girl, she sent me a video, she in a bathroom. I think she had like a pajamas on. I mean, just looking just, I mean, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? I mean, would you go to an interview like that? Right, you got to really think. I get it, just the internet, but that doesn't mean you can just send me any type of video and expect me to hire you. 
But the business, I want you to be presentable. This is an interview. You're, you're dealing with a guy that's worth millions and millions of dollars who runs several different companies who is very seasoned, very busy as well. So um, I don't want to see this. Women, I don't want to see you in a lingerie. Don't do that bullshit. Don't, don't, do not send me a video with you in a lingerie. This one girl tried to do that. I mean, she did look good. I'm not going to lie to you. She did look nice. But I was like, no, ma'am, you don't need to use your sexuality to try to convince me because that shit ain't going to work. You know what I mean? Women that try to use their sexuality to get me, uh, nah, it's not going to work. I, I, I'll never meet you. I mean, I may respond to you, but I will never meet you because um, that's not how I want to do business. And that's not how I want to deal with my fans, honestly, you know. And you don't need to do that, you know, because if you're doing that to me, you're probably doing it to everybody, right? And I'm not that type of man. The type of woman I want to deal with is a woman that knows how to preserve herself, that she don't give herself and her body to everybody on the planet here. She's very selective because I'm selective as well, right? Let me see. Hey, big guy, are you used to uh, you used to go live oh, way more? Are you losing the vision? I used to go live. Wait, wait a minute, I still go live every night. I just missed yesterday. Still go live every night, man. What's the best way to send you the video? Um, send a video to my Instagram account. Okay, just send it to my Instagram account. Record a video. Send it to my Instagram account. To my DM. That's it. I had one one young lady she did. It was a great video. She looked very nice. She looked very professional. And now we, we're interviewing her right now, right? It's really easy. It's not that hard to get my attention. Just many of you don't put any effort in. You just, you know, don't send me a video of you with a freaking, like, what you call those roller caps that women put on their head. Like, I forgot what it's called. Whatever, you know, don't. Like, man, don't just send me a video of you in some regular ass clothes. Like, dress up, put a suit on, put a jacket on, look clean, look nice, get a haircut, right? I mean, come on. I'm not going to hire trash. I'm not saying that you're trash, but I'm not going to hire anything that looks like trash. We hire professionals. We hire people who value themselves, right? I need you to value yourself because that's how you're going to treat my customers based on how you treat yourself, okay? Yeah, the bunny. Yeah, don't, don't, listen, don't send me a video with a bunny on your head, honestly. I'm not going to talk to you at all. Any more questions for me here? Do you ever answer your DMs? Ah, uh, not really. I don't have time. Uh... Why don't you? Why don't they vet them properly so you don't have to waste your time and fire them? What do you mean? I don't fire them. Uh, I have a team that does that, and of course we do vet them. But even if you vet people, you never know. People are good actors, right? You never know. It's just a business, man. You going to come visit me someday? Sure. Where do you live? How to overcome the fear of losing and the fear of rejection? Yeah, um, I would say reframe it. Instead of thinking about being rejected, think about rejection as an opportunity. Instead of thinking about losing, think about learning. So whenever you think you're losing, just say, you know, what did I learn from this? What did I learn, right? And rejection to me is just an illusion. 
I don't think people really get rejected because it's, it's many times where people have told me no and I got a yes, you know, just by being patient, right? I don't know. You got to have a strong intention, you know. I don't, I don't really believe in rejection. I mean, I don't get rejected. Somebody tells me no, I don't care. I don't hear no. I hear maybe. I hear maybe yes. Works all the time. Because I'm a very persistent person. If I want something, it's mine. Next, any questions for me? Any more? How could I reach out to you then for advice? Yep, that's not possible. What's next? Unless you pay me $75,000. Thank you. Greatest podcast ever. I love it. Any more questions, folks? I'm here for you just in case. If you have any questions for me here before we wrap up for tonight. Consequently, I got rejected today. Well, you should appreciate it. So it's all good. Who cares if you got rejected? So what? Any more questions for me here? Questions? Q&As? Okay. All right. All right, folks. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. Remember, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you picture. Begin to picture the life that you want. Remember, tomorrow morning is the... It's going to be the new you. How many of you are willing to be the new you tomorrow morning? Like you're just willing to be the new version of yourself, a better version of yourself in every aspect of life. You know, really musing over what you do and what you don't do and begin to inculcate and to implement things to uh, that align with the man or woman that you want to be here. Okay. All right, folks, so much. How much do you make working for? How much do you make working for you? It all depends what you're currently doing. All right, much love. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Much love, and let's go.